Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line from Locked On SEC is Chris Gordy. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Herb and I were swapping some stories. Herb was telling me a story about Cecil Collins telling him about he didn't want to play uh, Takeo Spikes anymore. No, no, no. Takeo didn't want to play. Oh, Takeo didn't want to play. Yes, he didn't want to see Cecil He didn't want to see Cecil anymore. (laughs) And, man, uh, (laughs) Takeo was a man out there on that field. Yes, he was. I'll never forget in the national championship year, uh, Derek Brown and just how dominant he was up front. And Damian Lewis ended up being a real high draft choice of Seattle. And he's playing for him now along their offensive line. He comes off the field, and, man, Derek Brown is, is spinning him around like a top, and he tells, you can figure out who the coach told him this. He said, man, coach, is like it's blocking two of them. He said, well, hey, just try to block one of them. Don't worry about two of them. Lock one of the guys. <laughs> That's right. And it, this game has been a knockdown, drag-out fight uh, throughout the years. You think even last year, Auburn jumps all over him like a bad cat. Yep. And then LSU <laughs> comes back and catches him in the second half. This game's had some crazy twists and turns to it. It, it has. And it's been a fun rivalry. And, it, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, the, these teams are not going to play each other next year. It's going to end right. a 32-year streak of, of matchups. But – yeah, people forget, before Nick Saban, you know, moseyed on into Tuscaloosa, Auburn LSU, this game decided the West winner for, for so That's many right. years. Yeah. So it, it, this is this has been one of the, the best rivalries, rivalries in all the SEC. And, yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, we've had some close ones. We've had, uh, you know, I can remember, uh, you know, Cadillac and Ronnie Brown coming into Tiger Man. Stadium. and. You know, Skylar Green having to return a punt for a kickoff. And, yep. uh, you know, that 06 where a game I was at on the Plains where they Jamarcus was driving late. He hits early set, He gets interfered with. They wave the flag off. Uh, and then, of course, the next year with uh, Demetrius Bird in, in uh, you know, the final seconds where the Mad Hatter yeah. uh, earned his stripes. So, yeah, there's been some great ones all throughout this rivalry. And, uh, you know, I kept looking at that betting line all week, guys, at LSU minus 11 or 10 and a half. And I kept going, man, like, it feels like this is one that's going to be close, even though it doesn't feel like it on paper. That's true. That's true. Very true, Chris. Herb? Chris, you know, it's, it's, Mike and I were talking about this a little bit earlier as far as, you know, the leadership at Auburn right now or in the past, past five or six, seven, eight years. How do you think Coach Freeze is going to be able to block out the noise from within his own camp and try to – bring this or I guess this program I guess back to a little bit of prominent prominence on the NSEC West what are, you, what are your thoughts on that 
Well, he's doing a good job already. He's recruiting very well for 2024. They got a good class coming in and uh, and continue to build. I think they're around 17th overall for next year. And mm-hmm. he gave them the primer a few weeks ago. He said, "Look, the schedule is going to get brutally tough, guys. Just let you know." And here they are in the thick of it. They're they're uh, you know on a two game losing streak. They come to LSU tonight. They still have to play Ole Miss uh, on the back stretch. They still have to go to Arkansas. And of course, they finish the season with the Iron Bowl host in Alabama. So the schedule is brutally tough. Um, Hugh Freeze is a really good coach. He's a really good offensive mind, but man, I can't remember the last time a Hugh Freeze coach team was this bad offensively. I mean, they thought mm-hmm. they were getting a, a prize in Peyton Thorne coming over in the transfer mm-hmm. portal from Michigan State, but my God, he's been so disappointing. Three of his five games this year, he's thrown for less than 100 yards. Had that nice run against Georgia early in the game, but didn't do much of anything the rest of the way. If, if Auburn had any kind of competent quarterback play two weeks ago, they'd, they'd pull off the upset on Georgia. So, um, yeah, it's it's really funny, guys. We talk about, you know, something's got to give. Auburn is 119th in, in FBS in passing offense. LSU is 119th in defending the pass. So something's got to give. Either, either Peyton is the taffy pool, baby. Tonight. Yeah, throw for 300 yards, or LSU's defense is going to play like LSU's defense is supposed to play, and they're going to shut down the pass and uh, and, and yeah. roll up uh, Auburn's offense. Yeah, one of the things, uh, you got to be impressed with Auburn defensively, and um, I don't think they loaded with talent, Chris. I'll be honest with you. I haven't mm-hmm. watched them. They're not a team on defense, but they play good team defense. They swarm to the football quickly, but they've never went up against a guy like Jaden Daniels this year. That that does make a difference who you play. And, man, Daniels has lit up basically everybody other than Florida State. So, man, um, it it might be tough sledding so that those rankings of how good they are on defense, I get it, but they've never played Daniels and that combination of Malik. And I think uh, this is basically the question. The development of Brian Thomas uh, at wide receiver – that has really been a huge part of LSU's offense the last three to four weeks that we hadn't seen early. He was on the all-potential team, which means he ain't done a damn thing. <laughs> now, now he's productive. He's on the all-productive team now. Yeah, no doubt. And we've seen it throughout LSU, right? Every time they've had a stud wide receiver, which is about every year in the, in the SEC, they always have a number two, a guy who steps up. When, when ter- you know, when uh, – when Jamar Chase was drawing a double team, there's Justin Jefferson drawing the single coverage. Um, you know, Terrace Marshall even benefited being the number three on the, on the championship team that year. Uh, you know, think back to last year, Kayshawn Booty, he was drawing the double teams. Everybody was focused on him, and that's where Malik Neighbors came in. And now this year we've seen a little bit where teams doubled Malik, and Brian Thomas Jr. is benefiting big time from it. And so, yeah, kudos to him. He has really stepped up his game. You know, to start the year, we thought it was going to be Kyron Lacey, but, you know, he had a couple drops in that Florida State game. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, Brian Thomas kind of jumps him on the depth chart and becomes that number two guy. So it's been great to watch. And and I will say this, Mike, the strength of this Auburn Auburn defense is their secondary. They're they're not very good up front. Um, You know, I do like their weak side linebacker, Eugene Asante. He's got a couple of sacks on the year. But I think this is where we're going to see – can, can Auburn's linebackers keep up with Jaden Daniels when he's running the ball? I don't think he can. And that's where I think, Jaden, as much as you ran it last week, I think we're going to see more of that this week. Because I do think, you know, they will present some challenges uh, as far as uh, the secondary goes. I like Jalen Simpson. He's a, he's a stud back there. DJ James, they get their hands on a lot of football. So this would be good, you know, a good test for the LSU uh, wide receivers like Brian Thomas, like Malik Neighbors, because 
they're going to be covered by the by this Auburn secondary. Ron Roberts has done a really good job there for Auburn, and uh, this honestly, this might be the best defense that LSU sees uh, so far this year. Me and my boy Ron, he everywhere he goes. Uh, remember him when he was at Southeastern, then he goes to University of Louisiana and gets that chance now at Auburn. Man, a great defensive mind. And he puts people in the right position to make a play. Now, you got to go do it as a player, but Ron's going to give you all the tools to help you get put in that spot. Yeah, and, he, and he's got a good secondary coach, too. Zach Etheridge is a former DB there at, at Auburn, and he's done a great job coaching those guys up. Uh, you know, when you talk about Nehemiah Pritchett, Jalen Simpson, uh, Donovan Kaufman, the Rummel kid, I mean, it's a lot of juniors and seniors, so it's a lot of upperclassmen they have on that in that secondary. And, uh, and again, that's, you can see why they play so fundamentally sound. So that's going to be a really good test this week for, for LSU. I do think they can run the ball. I think Logan Diggs, this will be a big week for him. But I think a little bit lower scoring this week, guys. I think something like LSU 31, Auburn 17, something like that. I just can't see uh, LSU's offense putting up a ton of points on, on Auburn because they're just so sound in the secondary. So you like the under then? <laughs> I like the under. And, and look, man, I think, look, all, everybody has griped about the, the LSU defense, and rightfully so. It, it's been putrid the last couple weeks. But we saw some signs of life in the second half last week, the two interceptions, a couple sacks. Obviously, our, our old guy coming in on the defensive line, Pete Jacobs, he's made a difference already. <laughs> yeah. I think we see a little bit more of the defense that played Mississippi State a few weeks ago where they're getting off the field on third downs, they're getting stops because Auburn's offense is just – look, Hugh Freeze is going to have to dig out the, the trick plays this week to yes. make things happen because they are not going to be able to just line up and, and pass it all over the field on LSU. Last yes. question, Chris. No, I, I was just going to ask a quick question real quickly. Uh, Peyton Thorne or Robert Ashford today? Do you see more Peyton Thorne or, or, or Robert? We're going to see both. Peyton Thorne's going to start, but I think once, you know, he's not be able to move the football through the air, they're going to mix in Robbie Ashford runs. I mean, I think he's got five rushing touchdowns on the year. Ashford, he's an added dynamic, and especially <laughs> in the red zone, he comes in and, and he gives them a whole other wrinkle. But I think we'll see split. I think it'll be mostly Thorne, but definitely going to see Ashford mixed in there. Chris, thanks so much for joining us Thank this you, afternoon, Chris. man. We really appreciate it. Uh, good luck with everything. And, man, if they want to hear more from you, they can subscribe to Locked On SEC on the Odyssey app. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network at your team every day. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Anytime. All righty. That was Chris Gordy from Locked On SEC. We'll be back to finish it up here in our number one of our Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger tailgating show live from Acme Oyster House here in Baton Rouge. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.